Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. This is episode 38. Yep. 38. And I'm your host, Christopher Norwood. And I'm your host, Robert Melton. Ah, welcome back, buddy. How you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Good. Pretty good. I would ask what games you've been playing, but like myself, I know you've been playing some Final Fantasy 16, yeah. which is what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, if you read the title of this episode, then you'll know. <laughs> yeah. So we are talking Final Fantasy 16 today. Yeah. We have been playing a shit ton of this game, and we're almost ready for a review, but we thought we would do a first impression video because the game's still relevant. People are... Still loving it, still playing, mm-hmm. um, like ourselves. So yeah, we're gonna give our first impressions of what we think. You know, maybe have some like minor spoilers, just with like mechanics and combat and characters and stuff, but nothing major. No story, yeah, no spoilers. story spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, Fuck, yeah. I was gonna say something, uh, but I yeah, forgot. I, I was trying to give you some time, man. I was trying to give you a. Uh, you know, some space to say that, oh, whatever yeah. it was. Um, so if you good start, if you remember, just minute and a half, just, in. just let me know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for this episode because we've been having a lot of fun with this game. Oh, I know what I was gonna say, and that's our review. It's a good game, it's fun, good game. 10 out of 10. <laughs> just kidding, play the outro music, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, um not quite ready for a review. Like how, how many hours in are you? So, um, in game, there's no like hour tracker. Yeah. But PlayStation has its little track, you know, like mm-hmm. tracker, which I hate. Uh, it's, it is, it's pretty off, but, um, I'm anywhere from 20 to 25. I'd say PlayStation yeah. says like 22, 23. So yeah, the, I guess that's probably accurate ish. The last I'd checked before, Last night's playthrough, I think it was 19. So I think I'm probably somewhere around 23. Yeah. Ish. So. And I haven't checked in like the last couple times I've played. So that's why I say. Yeah. Around 23. Because I only played for like a couple hours last night. Right. So pretty far. You know, both of us are pretty far for like a first impression. Yeah. You know, kind of review or inspection of the game. But still. Like we're good. Yeah. We played enough. We've. Probably had all the different mechanics that they were going to throw at us. Like, we probably already, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we probably experienced everything. Although there's one that I just got. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> 20 hours in. Yeah, we'll get more into it, but, like, the pacing is a little... It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Just with all the things they throw at you, but when they decide to throw it at you. So, um, I think you have a little... Little intro for us. Yeah, little. We both got the intro, but your intro comes first. All right. So, to get this started, yes. In this Final Fantasy 16 first thoughts episode, we delve into the latest installment of the iconic Final Fantasy series published by Square Enix. We aim to explore the unique offerings that set Final Fantasy 16 apart from other games in the franchise. That is very true. Yeah. We'll discuss the gameplay mechanics, both the side and post game content ish. Not really ish. We'll discuss post game. Well, you'll see later. Oh, um, and uncover what makes this game a standout experience. While avoiding story spoilers, we will touch upon the captivating setting and storytelling elements that immerse players into a well-realized and engaging world. Hundred percent engaging. I fucking yeah. This is a very. 
I'm in immersive plan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's it's a very game, easy game to get immersed into, just because they've built such a beautiful like universe mm-hmm. for this installment. So, Final Fantasy 16 takes place in the world of Valisthea, which is made up of two continents, Ash and Storm, and scattered across the continents are these mountain-sized crystals known as Mother Crystals, along with the kingdoms that live alongside them within their respective nations. Each nation harnesses a powerful dominant, which is a host for essentially a summon called an icon which are creatures and beings most fans are very familiar with, such as Titan, Shiva, Ramu, Ifrit, Odin, and more. This game centers around Clive Rossfield, firstborn son of Rosaria's ruling family, and his journey of shame, guilt, revenge, and choosing one's own fate. This new fantasy world is dark, gritty, and brutal without remorse. It will chew you up and absolutely spit you the fuck out. Facts. And I mean that. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> but even in these dark times, memories and friends of old and new will pick you up time and time again and push you in the direction of growth and hopefully a brighter future of change. Yeah. What I do like about this game is that it is challenging. Because, I mean, I guess if you are like a Final Fantasy fan, you never go into the game like this is going to be easy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's always at least a little challenging, no matter what. I would say there's a good balance to the challenge in this game. I haven't had... There hasn't been, like, a really difficult moment for me, though. That's surprising. Where in, like, prior Final Fantasies, like, there's a lot of bosses who you're Mm -hmm. like, man, I'm going to have to fucking stop playing tonight because I either (laughs) have to grind or I just... I just can't do it, and a lot of the times you'll come back the next day and beat the boss yeah. or whatever you're stuck on first try. But I haven't had that with this game yet. And again, not finished, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. But I'm far enough to where I've had plenty of boss fights and, you know, kind of challenging fights. But, yeah, no, I haven't I haven't even died yet. I've had one or two close calls, but nothing mm-hmm. that's been like, damn, this is really hard. Have you? Have you had that? Um, surprisingly, uh, maybe I'm just really fucking good at this game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kidding. yeah, dude, you're so good. Let me do fucking stricker. You go, come here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm playing on the easy storytelling mode. No, I'm kidding. With all the, well, the accessibility the, I, rings equipped. What's funny no, about kidding. that? I'm kidding. What's I'm not. What's funny about that is like, like when you start the game, you like they are like they're like story mode or combat mode, and the story mm-hmm. mode literally just attaches the three ability things on you. I'm, oh, pretty, sure. I'm pretty sure that's all it does. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess this is a good segue for that. I know we've said this in a previous episode mm-hmm. way before this game came out, but so there's, you know, you have your difficulties like with most RPGs. Um, but this game just so it's accessible for everyone. It gives you different like rings that you can equip and rings will like have you do things such as like auto attack, auto dodge, Will it automatically see? I haven't. I don't have any equipped, so I haven't like read through all of them. Is there yeah. like one that automatically replenishes your health? I know yeah. there's one for your companion Torgal that will automatically have him attack. Mm-hmm. But it's things that just make the game easier if someone does just want to play through it for the story, right? You know, like you can literally if someone is like, you know, disabled, just has like one hand or the only able to play with like maybe a few fingers or something. You can do that easily yeah. with. Like these rings equipped. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's very awesome. I love that. But if yeah. you're uh, 
able person. Just fucking get good, dude. Yeah, seriously. Get good. Fucking loser. Yeah. Loser. Don't, don't play the game how you Shame. want to. Shame. Make this game as hard as fucking possible. Yeah. Strip all your gear off. Don't even fight with fucking equipment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Use the damn broadsword or whatever the first sword is. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Longsword, broadsword, one of them. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, were you telling me... I asked you about, like, have you had any difficult moments? Um, yeah, there was definitely a couple difficult moments where it was just, like, close calls, like, fucking running out of potions or, like, mm-hmm. very low health. I think I was really, really close to dying one time. Um, I did die one time on accident because uh, my girlfriend had come in the it room. Counts. It counts. This fucker died, <laughs> it was, like, dude. a sub-boss, too. It was, like, <laughs> one of those open-world bosses. Whoa. Well, not, like, a boss, but, like, a sub-boss. Honestly, and I was talking those to those ones her. are usually the harder, like creatures to fight. Right? I find a lot of like the actual boss fights they're they're pretty easy. Like once you kind of learn their like move set yeah. and when to dodge, they're much easier than a lot of like take you know like a wyvern you you come across in the mm-hmm. wild, which has a pretty long health bar. But that's like a sub boss. Exactly. But, you know, a lot of the times they'll be much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Oh, and. Yeah, so I died that time, and the other time I told you about, which I don't want to get into, but it used a move that pretty much just kills you instantly. Mm. And I didn't dodge, and that was the first time I'd faced that thing, so I didn't even yeah. know what the fuck it did. So yeah. that was the only other time I died. But mm-hmm. there was a close, a couple close calls, but, you know, when you're good, yeah, you're good. Uh, by no means am I trying <laughs> like, to say that I'm like, oh, I'm just fucking good at this game. Because, you know, it's not, like, super easy. You just don't breeze through it. I haven't died, yeah. but, you know, there have been it, some it, it, close it calls. Yeah. And, you know, there's plenty of times where I have to fucking switch my potions and, you know, I may be running out. Yeah. But um, it's it's a good balance. It it's is. a good balance. It's it's uh, it's uh definitely not, you know, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, nothing like that. But it's also not enter an easy game. Either. Mm-hmm. What's like a super easy game? <laughs> um, That's like, that still makes sense in this context. Oh, man. That's a good question. What is like an easy combat game? Maybe like, I don't know, God of War in easy mode. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was going <laughs> to jokingly say God of War Ragnarok, but that game. That's a... Honestly... Well, I mean, it has difficulty modes. I would say Ragnarok was harder for me. Oh, it definitely gets hard. There's like yeah. some... Some fights in there that'll like whoop your ass. Oh yeah, and I've had my ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of like an easy RPG, um, maybe Fable. Fable is pretty easy. Skyrim's but I mean, easy. either way, either way, yeah. Skyrim, yeah. Elder Scrolls. But I mean, it's just really so easy. simplistic that it's yeah. like it has. And again, we're going to get more into it. But I like to say it has combat that is very easy to learn and grasp, but hard to master. Yeah. So, like so. you said in your intro, like. It'll spit you the fuck out. If you if you fuck up, it's yes. punishing you. It will spit you the fuck out. And also what I mean by that is just how brutal like this world is. Dude, I love and it. How they, I fucking love uh, it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get more into that because yeah. I also really love it. But it's some people, a lot of people in this game just care very little for individuals. Certain individuals. Yeah. Very I, little. I knew, like lower than fucking dirt. I knew that. That's why you love this game because of all the racism. <laughs> I Gosh, knew it. Don't do that to me. <laughs> no. Um, with all that being said, going back into the game, you're either born as a normie. 
yeah. with no aether abilities or born as a bearer who is able to use aether as magic without the use of crystals, but at the price of slowly turning to stone if overused. Mm-hmm. A very small few are born with the power to become dominance and release the power of icons and even take possession of them. These few are usually revered and hold a high place in power, but in some nations, they few are feared and looked down on. Ironically, most bearers, so the ones that you would think would have the power because they have these abilities, um, ironically, most bearers are looked down on as lower than dirt and are treated in disgustingly brutal and low ways. Examples of this can be seen through traveling the world and progressing through the game organically, as well as taking part in side quests and overhearing the denizens of this world. And that's kind of where um, the whole, the brutality of this game would chew you up and spit you the fuck out just because of how these bearers are treated. and how Because you've done every side quest up till now, so you... Have done these quests. There's that I'm one in particular on. that I just did. There's two that come to mind for me where I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Oh yeah, and they're both in the same area, so I'm I'm sure oh, we're, yeah. we're talking about the same yeah, ones. Yeah. Um. So that brings us to our first point that we want to hit on: the world and the world building. So, question for you: Sure, what do you think of Valisthea in this world that they have created? You know, this includes in scenery, visuals, as well as below the surface, like the corruption, the blight, the religion, the culture. Just again, just like this universe and the politics that they've created for this game in the franchise. So, what do you think about it? I would, when we talked about this previously, I described this game to you right before you had played it mm-hmm. as a mixture of like The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, three specifically just because of some of the mechanics in the game yeah, <clears throat> and the world of Game of Thrones because it's so political, political, it's backstabbing, so dark, medieval, high fantasy, you know, yeah, all that. And yeah, it's, it's just so fucked up. <laughs> it's a fucked up world. It's very, yeah, very fucked up. So that being said, I'm, I mean, I'm fucking in love with it. Yeah. Which I would say is, is pretty accurate. I would say that's a that's a good description. Yeah. Like if you had one sentence to describe this game to get someone to play it, like ah, you know, mixture of The Witcher and Game of Thrones. Like even you can't even, go wrong with each. Yeah. With either. Even down to like the family ties. Yeah. Like it, it gets pretty. Again, intricate. there's a lot of betrayal, backstabbing, yes. murder. Yeah. Shame, guilt, revenge. Shame, as I said. Shame. Shame. <laughs> um. So with that question, um. Here, I'll start. Sure. So like you had said, how you just love how dark and gritty the game is. Dogs adjusting? Just, oh, okay, yeah. Awkwardly. Sorry, I, I didn't know if Roku was getting up or not. Attaboy. Um, so I also love the corruption and blind evil that they have brought to this game. Most of these people truly can't see how wicked and selfish their thinking is when it comes to the treatment of bearers. It really helps add fuel to the fire of emotion when it comes to enjoying and in caring about the, and caring about these characters, as well as helping grasp the end mission and what's truly at stake if nothing changes. 
Mm. So as far as like the world, the world is beautiful. And I said passable because it's not like anything crazy we've never seen before. It doesn't right. do anything over the top, but it's still a beautiful world, you know? Um, well, it is until it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still a pleasure to explore. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I mean that just like the the narrative aspect. Like it's... Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get into spoilers here, right, but right. when you play the game, you'll know. Like yeah. it's... Uh, the world is fucked. <laughs> yeah. There's... um. Really can't stress that enough. Like it's a fucked yeah. up place. I feel like it's fair to say there's something going on in the world where it's like slowly deteriorating and destroying itself because of in general greed exactly you know i think that's a really good way to put it. that's a really good way to put it thank you yeah (laughs) Um, well said so some examples of just like aesthetic and just the beauty of it in my opinion so lost wing do you happen to be able to kind of like visualize lost wing right now so to me let me know if you agree Lost Wing is a good example of level design and creation of atmosphere. This has somewhat of a swampy Riften vibe to me. It like does. Riften from Skyrim. That's so true. And in parentheses, I said, feels like it would be a Thieves Guild location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it acts as a haven for all who are looked down on, especially bearers. It's a place to give them rest, food, and a sense of purpose. But mm-hmm. it's... I don't know. It's just like with the design of it being like swampy. And again, most of y'all listening have played Skyrim. So you know what Riften looks like. It's just kind of like beat down, but it just kind of adds to the atmosphere of like what's going on in that game. In well, in that area. Down to the name, Lost Wing. Yeah, Lost Wing. Cool name. And an example of it like really not hitting the mark for me. Let me know if you had noticed this. So the Veil. Remember when you reach an area called the Veil? Mm-hmm. in uh, Northreach. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, for lack of a better term, just like a whorehouse, I would say. <laughs> oh, the, 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 yeah. uh, the well, brothel. Yeah, the brothel, yes. Um, so this is an example of a more like okay design because do you remember the scene where they show it off? In the scene showing off this building, like the cinematography like centers around this building, it felt like it was trying to show off something impressive. Mm-hmm. But it was literally just like a large brick building. Right. And it was like, welcome to the veil. <laughs> and it's like, this is just a fucking brick building. <laughs> like, there's nothing crazy going on here. Yeah. Well, I mean. And I was like, was this done purposefully or was this really supposed to be something impressive? Yeah. But. Again, very, very minor. I, I feel like it was probably done that way on purpose just because it's like, a, um, you know, you're not going to see your kings or queens at this place. Yeah. I, I just don't know if it was done on purpose because, like, in this game, the veil has such a high reputation. I mean, that is true. You know, so it's just they, like the veil. This yeah. is the place that everyone's going to be, like, talking about in this area. This is what they're referring to, the veil. And I was just like, let's just a fucking brick building. Well, it's like, uh, you, all right. If you're, con- <laughs> if you, if you compare this to like King's Landing's brothel, then perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe like another, 
brothel in another town and fucking and you know god of it is just a brothel so it's not like what were you expecting like some crazy fucking but i don't know just the way the cinematography cinematography was and like they were just like introducing it it was almost like look what we created this is awesome Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay and again that's that's very minor which i'm sure with most of our complaints of this game if any if many are going to be very minor, just like this. Yeah. I actually spent a good amount of time there. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) What can you do there? Nothing. I'm not able to get in. (laughs) I tried. Uh, Trust me. You don't have enough shekels. I I apparently don't, which... Gil, sorry. Actually, quite the opposite. I have plenty because we'll get into that later, and that's one of my issues. Um, (laughs) So, just on, like, the aesthetic and just, like... um, Anything with like the world that they created? Is there anything else you wanted to say on that? Um, let's see. Here. Maybe we can. <clears throat> um, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but maybe we can discuss those like side quests that really reflect on how like bears are treated. Because again, that kind of ties yeah. into with this question that I asked. That's I mean, part yeah. of the culture. It's not really spoilers. Yeah, because we don't, don't have to go so. into like specifics. Yeah, because we've already said that like, hey, yeah. bears are treated like less than trash. Right. So what was that uh, side quest? So the one that I'm thinking of, and I think there might be that other one that you're you might be thinking of, like very close to that. They're literally like pretty much yeah. beside each other. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to um, be. But the one I'm thinking of is like you enter this place, you're going back to this place, and you just see all these bears just fucking hung. Oh, you're thinking of a different one. Okay, this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is even more. Yeah, Yeah. you see like 20 bears, just these people Mm -hmm. that had been born with a little bit of magic. Yeah. And they got fucking hung for it. Hanged, I guess is the proper term. Yeah. And it's just like so fucked up. They were like crucified somewhere just fucking like hung somewhere tied up and put upside down and then like crucified it was it was a pretty brutal yeah scene. and then you like go a little bit in town and they're just fucking slaughtered in the city and it's fucked up dude yeah yeah just for being born you know like you said with just aether a little bit of magical a yeah. little know, bit of ability you know, mud blood which i'm sure <laughs> you go back far enough in like the timeline of this game it's probably stemmed from just jealousy yeah you know, like someone high in power didn't have this power and they see these low lives with like these abilities and they're like fuck them yeah but fuck when them, shun them shame them but if you're a pure blood they can't do anything about it because what are they going to do to a fucking icon oh yeah you know yeah like they're scared of them but the 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 humans the regular humans are fucking mm-hmm. just slaughtering yes these people with just a, like a hint of magic so again, icons are like the summons, the GFs that you see throughout the games, and they belong to the dominants who are pretty much bearers. Yeah. They're bearers just like hundred percent. Yeah, they're bearers, but they're and they don't die from the because there's like I guess. more I don't even know. What would you call that? Like spiritual religious aspects to it. I think yeah. when you dive deeper, like they have to like be accepted as like, hey, yes, you can be the host of this icon yeah. by some higher being. So there's more to it than just like, hey, yeah, you were born a dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you... Almost like you have to be chosen. Yeah, yeah. I guess your vessel is chosen by the 
the dominant itself because you're just, like I said, a vessel. Yeah. Your yeah. person is the vessel. Which when we do a like a full review, we'll get more into that because that's getting into spoiler territory. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, shit, where was it going? Uh, we were talking about oh, side oh, quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, side quests. And you were talking about like, I know what area you're, you're discussing, but like this whole just like small village was just like slaughtered yeah. because it was like full and full of bearers. Like they were housing bearers there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so, one was the one you were talking about? So I was talking about, it's definitely prior to that area. Now that I think about it, I think I have three examples. One example just being like dialogue overheard. Oh. So I remember when you There's go a lot to... You go to that one, um, what is it called? Martha, Martha's yeah. Inn. And there's some dialogue going on with some NPCs. And they're talking about how she was carrying this baby for nine months, you know. And oh, she that just one. Given, yeah, that one's so just fucked. given birth. But I guess there's some way for them to be able to, to tell if it's going to be a bearer or not. Yeah. So, you know, she she's not a bearer herself. So with her baby being a bearer, she had to, you know, give it up, pretty much become a slave right then and there. Yeah. And she, the way that she was talking about it was like, oh, my God, thank God. And she already had a child. Yeah, she had like a fucking eight-year-old yeah, son and she was sitting like, there. Was that really my brother or sister? I can't remember. She was like, like, "Is that was that my brother? It's like, no, no, that was not, that was not your brother. Yeah, she was you like, know? no, no, that's yeah. not your brother. You'll have one soon. Yeah, just the way they were talking was just like, oh, I can't believe that filth was inside yeah, me for nine because she was speaking to like another person. She was like, yeah, I'm so stoked to get, ri- get rid of that fucking piece of uh, shit. Yes. All right, so the Ugh. other side quest I was thinking of well, that I'm talking about is when you talk to this, uh, he seems like just some fucking rich guy full of himself, and he's like, hey, my boy's being attacked by a wolf. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. My boy's being attacked by a wolf. And you're just like, all right, yeah, I'll go kill it. And he's like, oh, wow, you're you're, you're the fighting type. Um, so you go, you see this boy kind of like, ah, this wolf's going to attack me. Mm-hmm. You kill it easily because it's just a fucking low-tier enemy wolf. And he's like, why'd you do that? You weren't supposed to do that. You killed my dog. Yeah, you killed my dog. So you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So you go back and you realize that this was a game that yeah. they play with bearers. So this rich guy and his son, they act like someone's attack. You know, this wolf is attacking their son. So a bearer goes and tries to save it, but the wolf fucking savagely, you know, kills the yeah. bearer. And this is just a game they play. Yeah, it's so you fucked. know, like it's their dog, and it's like, oh, we just like to kill bearers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's so fucked. And there was actually another one, I think, close to that area. Well, that's the other one. I'm gonna. Where the girl's looking for her yeah. pet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the other one I wanted to discuss. So this little girl is like crying. She's like looking for her pet and she doesn't give you much information. She's like, yeah, my, my, my plaything, my pet, it's white. Um, you know, you're thinking it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to be looking for like a dog, mm-hmm. a cat or something. So you go, you find a dog and you're like, oh, well, that doesn't add up. The colors aren't right. And then you go to this windmill and you see like this like kind of corpse on the ground. And you're like, oh gosh, what's going on here? So you go and kind of like identify what it is. And it's a bearer that has used up so much of their aether that they've kind of turned into stone. And that's when the girl comes. It's like, oh no, this is 
I, I forget her name, but like this was my pet. This was my plaything that but I wanted to find. But this is like the find. third or fourth one that she's had. But yeah, so it's like her parents just get her new bearers to play with, and she just forces them to use magic and slowly become stone. Yeah. It's like, this is so fucked. Like, yeah. she has no care for, like, these people at all. And then Clive kind of teaches her a lesson. Yeah. He's like, this, this is not what you do. This is a person. They're just like you. Yeah. And then she's Which like crying. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just like she had, she wasn't even aware because that's just like the, that's what her parents have been filling her with. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is scum. Like, you don't, this is, you do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and, like, this is pretty much a pet. This is actually lesser than a pet. Yeah. And this is just you know? a couple examples yeah. of all the fucked up shit in this game. Yeah. I don't know if I've really like described these super well, but like, it's just when you play the game and play through these, um, like side quests, it's like, oh my gosh, they really just don't yeah. give a fuck about bears. Like they are treated terribly. Yeah. Like when you're immersed in your planet, it's just, it's fucked. Yeah. It's but so sad. Like we had said, um, it, it sounds really bad, but like how like evil and corrupt it is, it's just done so well that I love it mm-hmm. because it just helps paint that picture. Yeah. Of just like, how evil this world is right now and that if something doesn't change like this is the future like this is what's going to happen to everyone you know and it kind of like paints a societal picture because this is like the world like a couple hundred years ago so yeah that's pretty much like what I was wanting to hit when I was talking about like the culture like yeah this is like how society is like this is for the most part how like bears most bearers are viewed. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you compare it to like modern day, you like, you have these different fr- factions in the world, say, you know, the United States, you know, Japan, Russia, all these crazy fucking, mm-hmm. uh, countries with crazy fucking militaries. And you compare that to all the ones in Valis, was it Valistia? Valistia, Valistia. Yeah. yeah. And then, you compare the fucking uh, the bearers to like slaves from the past, mm-hmm. and it's not far off. Yeah, like <laughs> this is basically a history lesson we're watching or playing. I mean, they're almost like viewed like lesser than yeah than yeah. slaves. You know, yeah, they are literally like you have your pets and then you have your bearers. Yeah, you know, like it's like they almost serve no purpose. You yeah. know, to these people. Pretty they're much. They're just play things. They're just a fucking waste of space. Um, yeah, like, don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. But this game does a really good job of, again, just painting that picture. Right. And that's what I love. I just love mm-hmm. to, to see, you know, like, that's what they were trying to portray when they made this game. They mm-hmm. wanted us to see this perspective, and they did a really good job. Yeah. So, um, if there's nothing else, uh, what is, um, we just covered kind of all Yeah, that. I was going to go into characters. Did you want to go into, did you already go into the storytelling? No, we just covered that. Oh, okay. There was nothing yeah. else there that needed to be said. Mm-mm. Okay. What about the, do you want to go into, um, characters or you want to hit the, the gameplay? Well, actually, the gameplay would be under mechanics and stuff, right? Yeah. Is that what you have there? So we can get into the characters. So, again, we're not going over every character here. 
Um, and we're not going to we're not going like deep into these characters because right. again, we're going to save that for like the full review. We're just going to give you like you know maybe surface level details. Surface, very surface. Yeah, and these are just the characters that you come across within the first few hours of the game. So we can start with Clive, Clive Rossfield. This mm-hmm. is the main character that you play as. What do you think about Clive? Is he cool? Is he a, is he a good Final <laughs> Fantasy protagonist? You know what's funny. Before we started playing this, we shit all over him. Did we? Like, did I oh, shit all over him? We both oh, did. Well, we I were both I like, this is just cliche. like, yeah, this is like the most cliche, fucking lame ass, devil may cry looking motherfucker like, they could have picked. Like, there's no attributes to him that like differ. Yeah. But I, in particular, have grown very, very fond of Clive. Easily, probably one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters now. Mm, okay, I think he's cool as fuck. Hell yeah. He's got a lot of perks, um, shows a lot of emotion, very stoic at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's badass. I mean, yeah. he's fucking cool. I would definitely have to agree. So what I put on Clive was very solid protagonist. Um, like we had said, cliche in appearance. Yeah. You know, when you look as at his aesthetics, you're like, yeah, I've seen other. I've seen ten other Final Fantasy characters that look like this. But I know? love how it adapts. The adaptation throughout yes. the game is yes. cool. So you do see his growth. So cliche, but originally mature when it comes to Final Fantasy protagonists. Yeah. So like we don't really have many like mature protagonists. Mm-hmm. Like I think of Titus. You know. Not mature. No. You know? I think of Vaughn from Final Fantasy twelve, not mature. I guess you could say maybe Cloud and like Lightning from seven and thirteen, pretty mature, but like it's I mean, it's very different. Noctis, absolutely not mature. He's just a fucking like stuck up, you know, royalty kid. Yeah. Um, but like this is just a, a really cool perspective that and I'm not the the most versed when it comes to Final Fantasy, so like I haven't played all of them. Well, actually, uh the protagonist in Final Fantasy three is very mature. Like I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Just from the games that I've played, um, it's very original for me. Um because he just is so mature. He's very loyal and closely follows his positive like code of morale. Like you mm-hmm. said, he's stoic, he's yeah. very likable. People respect him he's always trying to do like the right thing which i guess again you can maybe say oh we're getting into cliche territory there but just the way the the story goes it is very like original and oh man there's such a good um pivotal moment in the story without spoilers that he he reflects on a lot Yes. You know which yes. part I'm talking about? And he like... Yeah, 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 yeah. He beats himself up for yeah. a lot of things. And he's... Oh, God. I wish I could just talk about it. Yeah. But That's why in my intro, I... There's a lot of soul searching that Clive does. Yes. Because, again, in my intro, I had included the word shame. Because mm-hmm. he just does yes. feel a lot of guilt and shame for things that he's done in Because he is striving... To be a really good person with his morals and all that. Yes. But he's done some fucked up things. Yeah. And you can see his journey and like almost his thought process of just like how hopeless things are becoming for him. Because like, again, you you heard us explain like the culture and society of the world. Like it's a very hopeless place. Yeah. 
There's not much like light shining anywhere. So he's like, I can't just keep living like this. Like I have to get over this. Mm -hmm. I need to change for, for us to really fucking change this world. Yeah. And again, when they made this game, they just told that story and his story very beautifully and the growth that he experiences. Mm -hmm. So Clive, all that to say, I agree with you. Uh, Clive is a very solid protagonist. Definitely one of my favorites. Definitely the best Final Fantasy protagonist in recent games, for sure. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. for sure. Um, so, that brings us to Joshua. Joshua Rossfield. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is Clive's younger brother. Younger brother, yes. Um... There's so much like I want to kind of go into, but like it's again, we're, yeah. we're very limited on what we can say because we're really trying to avoid spoilers here. Yeah. Um, so, so it has to be I'll like say surface level. Joshua is a very, very sweet boy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, we see most of, well, a lot more of Joshua early on in the game. Yeah. 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 Um, when he is, this is when Clive is in his teens, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and Joshua is his younger brother. And it seems like he's, you know, Clive at least has like maybe five to eight years on him. Because he's like much younger. I think so. Yeah, yeah I can't remember least. their ages in the beginning. But yes, he's a very, um, he's a very kind kid. Um, I put that he's a decent enough character. Has a high held respect for his older brother. Yeah. And he's... He's likable. Um, I'd say they I, have a really good relationship. Wanna, yeah, yeah. Clive yeah, and Joshua. Yes, they have a very good, like, brotherly bond. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I mean, there's, again, without spoiling, there's there's not much we can say there. Yeah. So, Jill Warwick. Yeah, so this is like, I can't remember. I guess they call her a warden of something. Yeah, so I need to like go back to it and this this isn't I don't think this is spoiling anything. Before a while, like going through the game, I'm like, why is Jill here? Like who is Jill? Mm -hmm. You know? But I think she was like a ward given from another nation to show A ward, their, yeah, not a ward. Yeah. To show their like alliance, yeah. So Jill like lived with the royal family, so that's why exactly. Jill was in the picture. Yeah. So she's essentially, well, at the start of the game, you're like, oh, okay, this is their sister. Yeah. But yeah, she's not actually their sister. Yeah, she's, she's just not. like a sisterly figure. So she's about Joshua's age, I would say. Yeah. Somewhere maybe around a little there. bit older. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't seem like she's as old as Clive. Yeah. Yeah. But so. kind of like the same situation. Um, very sweet. Um, you do see a lot more of her. You see a lot rather more than Joshua Jill. throughout the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's a really cool character. I, you know, not getting weird here. I really like Jill. Oh, I like, do too. Jill is obviously very beautiful. I've seen a lot of stuff online. Like <laughs> new best waifu, better than Tifa. She, she's definitely in that same realm of like Tifa tier waifu. She's mm -hmm. very sweet. Um, so beautiful and very likable, kind and also stoic Yeah, in many ways, always trying to help those in need and always, always putting everyone else before herself. Always, yeah. So she's very selfless. Mm -hmm. um, but she's just, 
<laughs> I mean, how can you like dislike Jill? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she is. She's a. It's not like there's like a ton of. There's depth there. You eventually oh, get yeah. to some depth, but oh, there's yeah. not like a ton of depth. But there's just like not much to not like, you know? Yeah. Like she's just so likable. She's um she's got some similar shit. Yes, that she she's has going guilt. through. Yes, just she's, like Clive. She's done some things. Yeah. Um and just like Clive, she's a badass. Yeah. She's a fucking badass. Dude, you're about to get some really good stuff. I know. I'm excited you're for it. You're about to get some really <laughs> good stuff. Um, gosh, I want to stop and play right now. Stop this podcast and play right now. <laughs> so, yeah, jo- Jill Warwick. Um, very cool character. And speaking... <laughs> oh, gosh. Speaking of very cool characters. Sidolphus. Sidolphus Telemann. What do you think about Sid? So probably the coolest fucking character. If in this you game. if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you know that I'm nine getting, out of ten fucking Final Fantasies have yeah. a Sid in it. I'm getting giddy just thinking about how fucking cool Sid is. And before playing this game, Chris and I both watched a video like saying like, "Oh, this is like the coolest Sid in the franchise." Yeah, and that was hard to believe because there's a few Sids that are really fucking cool mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy, but without a doubt. This is the coolest fucking Sid dude. in any Final Fantasy. I need to look up. We'll have Who this. is that voice actor? Dude, <laughs> I was just about to say that we'll have this ready for the like the full review. But this is one of the best like voice acting voice that, actors in fucking he's video got game such, history. It's such so a unique deep. voice. Yeah. It's so uniquely deep. Clive. Like, badass. Clive. I, I can't even replicate that. I, I'm not even going to try. I almost it's tried. So but it's so basic. I don't yeah. even know. So, Sidolphus Telemann, Sid for short, total badass. That is the epitome of, like, cool. Yeah. Like, he's just so fucking cool. Um, Highly respected and a hero among many of the lower class. Yes. Damn. I can't believe I wrote that down. I can't say that. (laughs) Um, I almost said, like, what he is. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. had that in my notes. I don't think I could say that. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, probably not. So Sid. Which you do find out early on, but, you know, that is a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to say too much. Yeah. But um, essentially, Sid's a fucking man. He is. And he, He's that guy. Yeah, he is literally that guy. He's that guy. He's a character that's even more selfless than Joe. Yeah, which um, on the surface, like, it's... It's hard to, like, grasp that. Yeah. But, like, as you play the game and you, like, talk with other characters and, like, hear about the things he's done, the things he's gone through, you're like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's... I don't think this is really a spoiler, but he's, uh, he's like, the person you want to run into if you're a bearer. Because he is, like, the savior of these people. He's like the... You know, you see in movies and other games, he's like the the rebel king, the rebel yeah, hero. pretty much. You know, like yeah. that's who Sid is. He just wants, he really just wants equality. Yeah. You know, and equity. Exactly. Like he wants everyone to be like on the same level, have the same chances. He doesn't want bearers to be looked at as lower class and lesser than. Yeah. That's his quest yeah. is to just bring peace to the yeah. world. And he is just willing 
I was going to say he's willing to do everything in his power to mm-hmm. get that done, but he's willing to do everything morally right yeah. to get that done. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not, like, willing to, like, I'll kill a thousand children if I yeah. have to to get this done. There's you know, a really good like quote that. that they repeat a few times in there. Oh, what is it? Or is it spoiler territory? It, I, I'd rather not say because it, it is fun to listen oh, to okay. hear it. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you after the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, because nothing comes to mind right now. Yeah, it, it's um, a good quote. Is there anything else you want to say on Sid? Um, play this fucking game. Yeah, play this Sid's game. The man. Sid is the man. <laughs> and, you know, if you haven't played this, definitely just play this fucking game. But you meet Sid pretty early on, so you yeah, don't have very. to wait for long. Mm-hmm. Sid is just, man, such a good... Such a good fucking character. I was telling you, I was like, bro, Sid is so cool. Yeah, Sid is sick. Sid is sick. So, with that being said, I guess it makes the most sense to talk about Benedicta. Ugh. Benedicta Harmon. I, for many obvious, you know, obviously, she's a hottie. She's a babe. There's no doubt there. I like Benedicta just for, like, you know, when, like, going through, uh, like Game of Thrones, like Joffrey, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. You're like, man, fuck those guys, but damn, they're good villains. They're good fucking <laughs> characters. You know, it's like yeah. that. Like I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, about I her. agree. I and agree. there's, there's good depth there. Mm-hmm. There's, man, I, there's so much you want to say right now, Yeah, but there's really good depth there. So what I have on Benedicta, beautiful and makes uh, a good villainous character with decent depth. Damn. I can't say that. <laughs> I don't know why I put that there. Head over heels, dude. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, gosh, man, there is, you really can't say much about Benedicta without getting into spoiler yeah. territory. Just, yeah, just know she is. She is almost the equivalent of Cersei. Actually, no. There's a better comparison to Cersei that we're going to get into. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. Maybe. Okay, okay. I think I know where you're going with that. So, Benedicta is a good villain character. There's depth there, but she is doing... She kind of took the wrong path. She did. I think she is really a survivor, and she just took the wrong path in trying to survive and do what's best for her, and it has kind of changed her. I agree with that. Because she was a very different person in Mm -hmm. the past. Um, but yeah, no, I like, with all that being said, I like Benedicta and yes, she's a babe. She plays a hell of a bitch. She's a, she's a bitch. Um, she's sexy though. She's sexy. Jill, Jill's a girl though. Jill is the fucking girl though. Yeah, I gotta go Jill. Benedicta, she is a babe. So, um, I guess it would have made sense to talk about, uh, this character early. Well, earlier, How but dare you. Elwin, Elwin Rossfield. So this is the oh. father of Clive and Joshua. So he is the the duchy of Rosaria. Mm-hmm. So I think there was actually, again, I have to like look into the history, but I think there was actually someone higher, like a king of Rosaria, but I don't know if he was killed or just not in the picture. So yeah. Elwin was kind of acting as like the ruler of Rosaria. He yeah. was making like, he was calling the big shots in the... You know, for Rosaria. Mm-hmm. So, Elwin, um, not too much to say about him. Um, just like uh, you can see a lot of uh, Clive and Joshua in Elwin. Yep, he was a good father. 
loved by his people and very honorable. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like he was a he was a good character. He is a good character. Yeah, he is a good character. <laughs> I would say he's likable. I, I I like Owen. I kind of immediate like at first when you meet him, you're like, oh, this dude's like a fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you he like talks to Clive, and he's like, "What are you doing? Stop that!" Because he's like, "My lord." He's oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's Clive, just me it's in like, here. Yeah, your yeah. mother's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the mother we'll get into. She's very traditional, um, but like he's like, "Hey, like you're my son. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, drop that, drop the act." Yeah, he's like, "How are you doing with Josh?" Yeah. Uh He's um he's like the the cool dad. Yeah, definitely you know? cool dad vibes. He's definitely the cool dad. Just Very like, uh, empathetic. He wants to know how you're doing. Like, yeah, he's like a real good dad. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I like cool. Owen. Sorry, there's just again, there's not too much we can say yeah. there. Um, and really quickly, we can go over Annabella Rossfield, who is the mother, the to Clive and Joshua, the Duchess. The Duchess. Sorry. The uh, the wife to Elwyn. Um, she's just a fucking bitch. Literally. In every sense of the word. The You look up bitch in the dictionary, it's her. Yeah, she just... Like I said sucks. earlier, the better comparison to Cersei Lannister, it's her. Yeah. Fucking bitch. Yeah, she's just... She's rotten. Yeah. Immediately, she's like, I love Joshua, but I hate Clive. Nah. Fuck you. You gotta love... All your children. And again, there's like, not that it's justified, but like there's a reason to why she feels that way. Yeah. That I wish we could get into, but we can't. Uh, But yeah, just Annabella Rossfield. She sucks. Yeah. Uh, Hugo. Hugo Kupka. So Hugo Kupka is kind of the other early on like villainous character that's kind of portrayed... That, that is, like, pushed to be, like, hey, this is an early-on villain. Mm-hmm. So, um, early on, you know, there's just, there's not much to him, but his huge, intimidating build and power make up for it. Fucking Josh Brolin play this guy? Dude, he is fucking, <laughs> like, you know, um, this is, Looks like... Looks like Thanos. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, you've at least seen, like, trailers or gameplay to Final Fantasy, so you know it's kind of, like, a more realistic take yeah. On Final Fantasy, like it's not like cartoony or anything, but you know the figure, like Clive's a big dude. Like, yeah, he's a big dude. Like he's got he a is. good build. Um, but like most people are like kind of normal build. Mm-hmm. Hugo is just like fucking Thanos. He's got the he's, fucking he's Thanos like, build, dude. He's he like huge. If Thanos and Kingpin were like one, yes, dude. He is <laughs> he's fucking just fucking massive. massive. So again, where there's not like dude's got to be like eight foot tall. Much to his depth, as far as like, as far as I'm in the game, like he makes up for it just by his like intimidating presence. Yeah. You're like, this dude's a, a badass. Like, yeah. This dude's I. You don't want to fuck I with him. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with him, but I know I'm gonna fight you at some point. Yeah. And I can't wait to fight. Yeah. Him, you know. <laughs> like yeah, that's gonna point. be a fucking. That's He's the be, mountain. Yes, that's gonna be an awesome one. Um, is there anything else you want to say on Hugo? Nah, there's not too much. Not yet that we've yes. really gotten yeah. to, but yeah. Um, he's a, so he's yeah. a bastard. Yeah, so I just want to apologize for this character section. Again, we can't go in too much depth, but I, I just wanted to hit on some of these characters. Do you have anything with Torgal? 
Did you leave him even, out? Well, I will mention him later on, but not in the characters. So. Oh my god! All right, so I just want to say my apologies, Torgol, because actually I'm I'm a Torgol fan. I'm a Torgol stan. Hey, I stand that man. All right, so Torgol is Clive's companion. trusty companion. It's yeah. his, uh, his little pup. His, his little wolf companion, pup wolf as a as a kid, and he grows up and becomes like a much bigger wolf that will. Help Clive out in combat, which yeah. again, I, I have more on that later, but he's a solid pup. He deserves he's pets. He's old. He deserves boops. Yeah, Boop for sure. Boop that boy up. <laughs> Boop that boy. No, he's cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. Torgo is cool. So the last character that I wanted to go over is Gav. 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 Gav is, he's solid. So like Gav him. is Sid's right-hand man. Very loyal. And is kind of like plays the jokester role of the group. Yeah. You know, he keeps things lighthearted, you know, has some fun. So, yeah, the jokester of the group who keeps things lighthearted. Anything else to say there on Gav? Gav is, he's, he's like the, um, he's also the scout. He, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, he's a scout. See if we need to see, like, hey, see what this nation is doing. See what moves they're making. What are they plotting? Mm-hmm. He's the one who goes scouts, stays there for weeks and months on hand, and then brings back information. Yeah. But yeah, Gab is his job. He's cool. Yeah, he's very good. And that's why again, he's if you know, like we said, Sid is Sid is the fucking guy and Gav yeah. is Sid's right-hand man. So there's a lot of trust. There's a fucking bond there, a brotherhood there. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can count on Gav. So, that's all I had character-wise. So this cool. brings us to the bread and butter of the game. Oh, the yeah. best part, the mechanics in the combat. Let's go. Fucking let's go. Brother. Root beer. <laughs> Root beer. All right, so All right. you go ahead. I'm passing the ball to you. I know you got some stuff on the combat. All and just right. gameplay and mechanics in general. Because we don't have to go straight to combat. Okay. So, gameplay. A perfect blend of tradition and innovation. Mm. Despite not being an open world game like its predecessor, Final Fantasy 16. Oh, predecessor Final (laughs) Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 16 captures the essence of classic Final Fantasy titles. The game takes players through linear sections of various locations such as forests, ruins, villages, deserts, and more. While the exploration may feel limited, the design and interactions with characters make up for it. The world map gradually opens up through the story progression, allowing some freedom in traveling to different areas. The game strikes a balance between story-driven progression and providing opportunities to side quests, bounty hunts, Equipment upgrades and training, fast travel is a facilitated facilitated through the use of these things called obelisks, which are just, just a fucking giant pillar if you know what an obelisk is. Uh, and the locations visited change as the story unfolds, offering new experiences and interactions. So how do you feel about that? The linearism, is that even a word? <laughs> the linear Linearability? <laughs> Linearity. Linear. I, I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. I'm no. sure there's a word there. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, like uh, Robert had said, like Final Fantasy fifteen. So if you played Final Fantasy fifteen, pretty massive world, open world. You go do what you want when you want for the most part. Tons of side quests. This game. Let me hop in my car. Yeah, you can fucking drive <laughs> I fucking around. Hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very unique Final Fantasy. Yeah, I'll say that. I enjoyed it, but it was very unique and different. Um, so this game much more linear 
much more linear. But like you said, they make up for it with like meticulous details and mm-hmm. everything else. It makes up for it. Yeah. So we've said this many times to each other off the podcast because we're coming from like Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. which is like one of the biggest games I've ever played, if not the biggest. Mm-hmm. So whereas, you know, I'm trying to think if I didn't play that, would I still like how linear this game is as I do now? And I yeah. think I would because I can just really, I think it's like an age thing. Like I really appreciate just like a mm-hmm. very linear 40, 50, maybe 60 hour game. Move on. Yeah. You know? So to answer your question, I love it. I a hundred percent. I absolutely love just how like this game just kind of pushes you on this linear path. You kind of go on from mission to mission, but yeah. you eventually unlock more side quests. Like you said, you get like bounty hunts. Um, I wish their bounty hunts would pop up a little quicker. Yeah. You know, because you may have three, and then when you do those three and knock them out, you have to progress in the story mm-hmm. to, like, unlock more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, as far as, like, the game being linear and just how it does open up and that you can still kind of go where you want when you want um, at certain story points, like, I'm – it's it's above par. It's above par. Yeah. No, I, I really like it because it's it's like a game you get into – to play the game. Yes. Not to just go explore and, you know, do a bunch of shit. Like, let me go under this tunnel to see if there's an item there. You know? Yeah. If yeah. you if there's an item there, you're going to see it glowing. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to waste time. Just go over there, grab it, continue on. Get through the game. I mean, face value, this game is 35 to like 70 hours to just to do the game and some side quests. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty long for just, you know, a linear game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um I think you said it pretty well like it's kind of nice to get back to like the roots of what gaming is. Like right. it's not just like, hey, let me go spend hundreds of hours just to explore, which some people love, like we love that. Yeah, we but love it. But it's also nice just to be pushed in this linear path, just to experience the story and like the society and culture and universe that these creators yeah. have built. And just, again, just to like experience that. And yeah. And I feel like I've seen a lot of hate on that with this game. It's like, oh, what the fuck? This isn't Final Fantasy. Like, if you're a diehard Final Fantasy fan, you'll love this game. But a lot of people are just hating on it for the. Like, oh, dude, it's not turn-based. It's not like your typical Final Fantasy uh, party system and all this shit. Like, why are you... Yeah, well, pe- par- party system, I can see, but, like, dude, we're we're so far from turn-based now. I know. Like, where are you? Yeah. Like, are you stuck in, like, 2010, 2013? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was probably the last turn-based Final Fantasy I know. game we got. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Go but play like, fucking Crisis Core. <laughs> I mean, is that one turn-based? I don't even know. But I, I know, I, I want to say be. the last turn-based one was like 13. Yeah. He played as Lightning because 14 was obviously online. 15, yeah. open world. Mm-hmm. Um, 7 remake, it's not even turn-based turn anymore. Based. Yeah. But I can, you know, see people being upset with the party system. Like, I personally just, I don't think I personally like it with just playing this Clive, but I personally just don't care. Yeah. Like, I am just... 
very neutral. Like with if they it. added I think it, it's cool. Fine. I love the combat because, like we said before, the combat is fun, easy to learn, but hard to master. Yeah. So if it's hard to master with just like one character, like if I'm you know going between two, three, four, it's gonna be hard to keep like up. It's gonna be very hard to keep because up. it it is simple, but it's also intricate. The yeah. more you progress, because you're unlocking so yeah. much shit. When you unlock shit and you actually fight some of like the harder bosses, you realize, all right, there's. It's not just. This is not a hack and slash game. Yeah. Like, there's some strategy here. Yeah, you got like, to adapt to these new abilities. Yeah, I need to stagger this enemy, half stagger. I need to know when to lose, when to use my limit break. We'll get into that. You know, I need to know when to use Torgal. Well, not that you have to use Torgal, but like it helps. Like you have to yeah. know when to do these things. So there is. Some strategy there. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I can say fair point to, like, the party system because, you know, a lot of people like that. A lot of people like, um, all, like, how you continuously, like, are choosing the meta for your characters as you find new gear. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never a fan of that. Yeah. Like, I like finding gear and the customization and, like, equipping the best stuff. But after every battle, getting new gear, I'm like, I don't want to go through the menu system <laughs> For 15 minutes after each battle, just equipping the best. Stuff. Right. You know, some people love that. That's just not for me. So just playing as Clive, like I'm fine with it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, people just hate change. Oh, Whereas yeah. I, I welcome it because I want things to get better. I want to yeah. experience new things, you know? Yeah. I can, you know, I can, not to Final Fantasy, but certain things I can relate to. You know, I think there's certain things yeah. where certain aspects of things that we we hate when they change like imagine the new god of war came out god of war 2018 what yeah. if it was just still just like og god the same of war, hack and you know hack and slash sure yeah, it'd like, be cool but could it be as cool i don't know Well, that's the thing that's a change that people loved but you also have people that i'm sure hated it yeah and know? i actually know people that and they're just it, fucking so. wrong but like <laughs> taking music for example like I'm still stuck in like 2005, 2010, you know, like that's the best fucking music to me. But I think that's with music. I think that's like a, that's just a thing. Like stuff you grew up listening to is just something that like sticks. Well, I mean, I guess you could say, I guess the, you know, the same example, you know, Hey, I grew up with OG final fantasy. I just want to play Tetris all day. That's what I like. That's what I want. You know, like I have a buddy, my buddy, Bobby. Every time I mention him, I mention him as Bobby. Introduce him as my buddy Bobby. He is he grew up on the PS one. Yeah. Like the uh like classic JRPGs, RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like that's his bread and butter. He wants turn base. Yeah. He will like he'll probably eventually play Final Fantasy sixteen like he did fifteen. Um in the remake of seven. Like he's a big seven fan. But he will have shit to say. He'll kind of shit on it a little bit because he just likes the you know, what he classic. grew up with, the classic mm-hmm. stuff, the turn-based stuff. But at least he's, like, open-minded enough to, to eventually try it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I think I'm with you. I think if a game is just fucking fun, let's just take it for what it is. Yeah. Like, Fable 2, Fable 3 were very different to Fable 1. I still enjoyed them, being a big Fable fan. I'm, uh... I'm just a fan of this game. That's all yeah. I can say. The newer Pokemon is very different from the early Pokemon Hell games. Hell yeah, it is. We're a Pokemon fan, so we just fucking take it for what it is, and yeah. we enjoy it. 
I want to experience Final Fantasy as Final Fantasy. I'm going to play yeah. Final Fantasy, you know? Like, there's more to party systems, turn-based, that make Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, you have, like, the creatures, the items, the the summons, like, all these things make Final Fantasy what it is. Exactly. And guess what? These things are still in this game. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, you still have the chocobos, you still have the, the moogles, fucking, the, the, fucking moogles, the cactar, the fucking <laughs> fire bombs that explode, those yeah, enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have, do we have Phoenix Downs? I haven't found a Phoenix Downs uh, yet. Good question. Yeah, I don't know if we have Phoenix Downs. All right, so maybe they got rid of that one. They but might still, still be in there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would have found one by now. Maybe. But, like... Everything that you know and love about Final Fantasy, like it's still in this game. Yeah. It's still in this world that they've crafted. Um, I don't know if I was going somewhere with that, <laughs> but I feel like I was answering a question of yours. Uh, I like how linear the game is. <laughs> I that's, think you that's started what it was. by that's answering what it was. Yeah. yeah, asking me that. Yeah. No, I'm not mad about it. I love it. Yeah. So I love what they changed with this game, I love. I love a good linear game. I love a good open world game. So I'll oh, absolutely. To it. Um, and this is just this is linear done right. Yeah. If yeah, this yeah. game was a 10 hour long game, it would have probably been done wrong. And by the so way, it's linear. This is how you do a linear open world game. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you're linear, right. but like it's still open. You get side quests and then you can go wherever you've been before. Yeah, like so. it's still technically open world. It's yeah. just linear, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a linear game is like The Last of Us, you know? You can't really go back and do, you know, explore. Right. It's like once you've progressed past that point, you know, you're kind of locked in. Like that's linear. This is still like open world. It's just not as open. Right. You know? Can we get into some fucking combat now? Let's go. All right. So, you want to go first or you want me to go? Um. Okay, I got a little brief summarization. Just a summary on it. The combat mechanics in Final Fantasy 16 showcase the game's strengths, combining elements from games like Devil May Cry and The Witcher 3 with the Game of Thrones fused with Final Fantasy atmosphere. Isn't this also made in part with uh, some of the Devil May Cry team? I it, actually, I think I did hear I something about that. So I think in that video we watched, he was talking about like one of the know, directors. Yeah, or something. some of the directors. Yeah, you know. I don't, that would make, I mean, yeah. a lot of sense. Either way, part of, like, someone in the Devil May Cry team or some people in the Devil May Cry team are, like, worked with this game mm-hmm. in the combat. And huh. I think it translates well. Because yeah. I played... It's a lot of fun. I played many Devil May Cry games, and I can see it. I yeah. can see it. It's fluid. Yeah. All right, sorry, continue. I'll uh, hit that right now. The combat initially feels slow, but gradually reveals its depth and fluidity. Players can execute... Uh, various combos involving melee attacks, abilities, and the abilities to switch between elemental icons for unique skills. The combat's fluidity allows players to seamlessly transition between directing their companions using combos and executing powerful finishing moves. The game's ARPG uh, elements feel rewarding as players dodge, parry, and stagger enemies all while managing their party's abilities and exploiting different elemental skills. The iconic abilities of the elemental icons play a pivotal role in combat, delivering breathtaking and visually stunning sequences. Mastering combos, timing, and situational awareness become crucial for success. Because if you fuck up, you're going to get your ass kicked. So without 
spoiling anything, you will get to a point in the game where you're able to use different elemental yeah. icon iconic yeah. abilities. You're you're so, you're using uh aether. Yeah, yeah. Summon shit. So yeah, stuff summon happens elements. in the games where you're able to get to a point where you're able to utilize multiple. Yeah. And you're able to switch between these on the fly. You can have up to like three different like ability attacks for each one. And how I like to explain that is like in you it's we, like a, it's like a toggle games. wheel. Almost. Yeah, it's like a trigger button, face mm-hmm. button system. Yeah. To where um, we've all played games where like, you know, you have square to like use attack and triangle does this, but if you hold the trigger and hit square or triangle, it does something different. Mm-hmm. And you again you have different elements that you can like utilize for like combos and stuff. So that's kind of why I say like easy to learn, hard to master, because when you get more of these and they all do something different, you have to find out how can I utilize this? How can I combo this more effectively? Yeah. I mean, there's a fucking shit ton of combos you can do and each ability you unlock. It's got a fucking like a list of shit that you can like couple it with. Yeah. Like yeah. when you go to the details on and certain it tells one, you, yeah, definitely yeah. check the details. And they the have detail like page. ones that do the most points, ones that have less points, mm-hmm. and they'll do the most damage and all this shit. It's just, yeah. Easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. So I'm probably about to repeat some of that. So the combat's definitely the bread and butter of this game, in my opinion. Easy to learn, but it takes time to master since new elements and powers are being thrown at you as the game progresses. Smooth and fluid with lots of room for customization and combos. Dodging is a big part of the combat and feels good and fair. Precise dodges are satisfying as well as half-stagger and fully-staggering enemies, allowing you to do most of your damage. Yeah. Because... Like we had said, um, some enemies are pretty spongy, and they Mm -hmm. can take many hits. So part of that strategy is, you know, doing the right thing when there's a half stagger. You know, doing something, which we'll get into our next, uh, well, doing like limit breaks when it's a full stagger, utilizing that to do the most damage, rack up the most damage. So that's where, like, the strategy kind of comes into play. Yeah. Um, So that brings us to limit breaks. Limit Break is eventually introduced and allows you to use your icon's power to do more damage as well as attack faster and replenish health. Very helpful and meter fills at a good pace. Um, what do you want to say on that? What do you think about the Limit Break system in this game? Because it's like a little different with each Final Fantasy, I would say, right? Wait, what? Like the, the, limit, oh, the break? limit Breaks? Yeah, Limit yeah, 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 Breaks yeah. are pretty much in all Final Fantasies. Uh, yeah, they're always different, but yeah, it's always like the best move you have in like the game. Yeah. Or like some buff, you know, yeah. this game is pretty much just like a buff. Yeah. But it's very a visual buff, you know, yeah. it looks sweet. You fucking use it and you're fucking going ham. Yeah. You're just like surging in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking, I love it. Yeah. It's I dope. honestly don't, I don't use it enough. <laughs> well, it's always like when an enemy is staggered. Yeah. You know, it's either that or sometimes you have to like use it if you're getting low on health. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use some potions. You know, you're about to get a bunch of hits in. So the more hits you rack up, the more health you're going to replenish. Yeah. So again, there's some strategy there on when you want to use it. But I like the limit break system. And that can be upgraded 
You know, mm-hmm. I think you start off with two bars. You can get three, maybe four. I haven't mastered it yet. Yeah, if you master it, you get the fourth one. Oh, you get four? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet, but I've read the details on it. So that brings us to what I wanted to say about Torgal. See, he gets a spotlight. <laughs> Torgal. So I don't think everyone will utilize Torgal because it's not like a necessity. I just yeah. like to do it. I like to use him as part of my as part of my combo. So with that being said, Torgal, your loyal dog companion, has three actions. So he can do a normal attack, which is I think called sick. Mm. Sick him, boy. He can heal you, which it's it's so shit. It's very shit, <laughs> but still like it doesn't it's, even it's do it outside cool. of combat. I hate that. Yeah, it, you can't heal outside of combat, but still, it's cool that like the options there. And I forgot what the name of it is, but he also has like a heavier attack that can launch enemies into the air. I think it's Ravage. pretty neat. Ravage, is yeah. that what it is? So you can also use Ravage with Torgal. So it's pretty neat and adds another layer of combos because if the enemy is light enough, if you use Ravage, he will like juggle him into the air, which mm-hmm. allows you to jump and then, you know, you utilize some ability attacks because some ability attacks will already kind of throw him up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, again, it's, he's not. A necessity, that's one of the rings, too, the accessibility rings mm. where you can have Torkoal just do auto attacks. But I like to kind of, like, command him. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think we, before we started the podcast, you were ta- we were talking about it. And it is very useful when an opponent has, like, just a little bit of HP and you're just like, sick him. Yeah. And just fucking takes Because, you know, out. sometimes you'll have an enemy that, like, maybe Jill has been working on. Yeah. And he's kind of far away and you're slicing this guy. Just mm-hmm. boom, sick. All right, done. Yeah. You know? And it's just satisfying. I will you know, say Torgo's the, um, fucking cool looking. Yeah. The, uh, the Torgo's auto... like Wolf Link. Yeah, I mean, spot on. Yeah, it's like Wolf Link. <laughs> I mean, I think based off my memory and what I remember he looks like, yeah, I think it's pretty similar. Sure. He's definitely a wolf. Either way. Yeah, it's a wolf. <laughs> wolf in the game. They all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, the auto-aim, or not auto-aim, but the, the lock-on system kind of pisses me off. So when we had watched that uh, Gamerings video, like a first impression for us, mm-hmm. um, he had mentioned that. I haven't had any issues with it yet. Yeah. Well, it's like if you have like the big enemy that you're, you want to work on while your allies Which is, are hitting yeah, the little ones. Usually what I'm doing. I'll now. be like trying to hit it, trying to lock onto it, but it'll lock onto the fucking side ones before oh. I'm like... Lock one of that. And at that point, I'm getting hit. Now that you mentioned that, the only issue, and I guess it's not an issue because it makes sense, that I've had with the lock-on is, and I'm sure you've experienced this, but when you're f- fighting bosses, mm-hmm. sometimes they're doing things with the map to where you have to lock on again. Yeah. You know, if, like, one digs underground, when mm-hmm. he comes up and surfaces, you're going to have to lock on again. That's true. Which I guess is very minor. but like it's I mean, like, I guess eh. it makes sense yeah, like in makes reality. Sense. Like, oh, no, where'd he go? Okay, there he is. Lock on. Yeah. Now, now I see him. You know. Yeah. So I guess it does kind of make sense. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, because I guess the point of them digging is like, hey, you don't know where they're gonna. Yeah, be. I'm gonna lose yeah. you. You don't know when I'm gonna come up or, or they're where they're flying I'm gonna come away, up. and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so I guess it would defeat the purpose if you like lock on. It's just fucking following him. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I can <laughs> yeah. see under the ground. Yeah. Well, okay. With that being said, all right, that makes sense. I digress. But I get I it in a game perspective. Like, just keep it locked on. Yeah. Yeah, keep it fucking locked on. Uh, but yeah, no, Torgal, um, like I was telling you about my buddy, uh, I think we were talking about that prior to the podcast, but he doesn't, he just 
puts the ring on. He just has Torgal auto attacked. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to use any of the rings. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. But yeah, Torgal's cool. Not a cool. fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. All right. So um, we were discussing whether this was like a spoiler or not, which I mean, we've already kind of mentioned it, but icon battles. Like, if you've seen the Not trailer spoiler, to this yeah. game, you already Most know. Most of the trailers are this. Yeah. So. So, the icon battles. So, this is where. The Aeons or whatever like the fuck the, you want to call them. The jaw-dropping shit, Summons. like, happens. Yeah. Because this it's is, fucking, like. It, dude, it's the coolest part of the game. It's massive. It's so fucking sick. Like, it's. I mean, they're called icons, but, like, these moments are very iconic. Literally. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. <laughs> 100%. You know what I'm saying? They're oh, epic. Yeah. So, Icon Battles. Very satisfying and over the top. A major highlight of the game. The boss fights in general are very fun. But yes, there's um, some boss fights where you'll be fighting as the Icons. And in this game, unlike other Final Fantasy games, it's not just like... There are cutscenes, but you actually will play, you play as, as the summons. Yeah. Um, and it's not that dope. there's like a lot to their combat. It's definitely dumbed down. Well, you know, but there's dodging, there's like elemental attacks. You know what's and cool? There's some combos that you can use. Like at first it was very, very simplified. But oh, the very first time it's very basic. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like dodge, hit, yeah. dodge, hit. And then the more you go into it, like the, the, uh, I think the last one I did is like, you kind of have, um, your regular skill set almost. Well, with with like hitting triangle, yeah, the elemental button at the right time, like yeah. you have that combo, yeah. But I mean, I don't think it's one of those where you hit the trigger. And I mean, it's like not abilities. like you're, you're gonna have fucking Clive's fucking full kit, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. is. It was. It's very fun. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so badass. It's yeah, it's really hard to I mean, it sounds like I'm complaining about these things, but when it's actually happened, you're not like, man, I wish I had more I could do right I now because you're just focused on this fucking epic giant battle. Yeah. And just the the environment around you is just fucking tiny trees, you're just destroying everything inside. And the quick time events within it make up for all that anyway. Oh, yeah. Cuz so, those are really cool. Quick time events, you know, we had talked about this prior. We're a fan of them. Some yeah. people hate them in games. Which is I, crazy. I, I don't me. get it's like you, um, you don't want to watch something cool as fuck. And these ones easiest quick time events. Let's be honest. These are it's oh, not like yeah. it's a challenge. If you, you get miss, like thirty seconds to if hit you that. miss this quick time event, <laughs> oh my gosh. Which they had to have done on purpose. They yeah. weren't trying to make this anything difficult. And it's just nice because it allows you to just like focus on this cutscene, this awesome fucking yeah. battle that's going on. It doesn't take away from that moment. Mm-hmm. But like when the quick time event happens or if you're like mashing the button, it makes sense. Yeah. It's in places that make sense. And add to the experience. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. There was actually one like right at the very beginning of the game where I think I was supposed to hold and I didn't. And I think we had talked about this either in like a previous episode or just talking to each other in general. But I love that when a game, um, like when you miss a quick time event, it'll have a different animation. And this yeah. one did. Like right oh, at the first first icon yeah. battle at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And it was cool. See, I didn't miss any. Cause I didn't miss it, but I like loser? I didn't I didn't hold it. <laughs> oh, it was like okay. hold, and I didn't. Oh, I just gotcha. pressed it, and it was like you died. Yeah. <laughs> but most of them will usually have like if you miss it or you don't hold it or you do something incorrectly, it'll have a different animation. Yeah. But kind of allow you to make up for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This one was like right at the end though. 
Uh, so like, we just fuck? fucking killed you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Loser. That just pops up on the screen. Loser. <laughs> loser. Yeah, you are the first. I get an achievement. First person to miss. <laughs> Put on the accessibility rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So as far as combat, I'm trying to think if there's maybe something I missed. Um, I think, oh, so. I feel like, um, cause we're going to get into things that we like other miscellaneous things we really like mm. and maybe don't like, but I guess hitting on the party system thing, like I'm okay with just playing as Clive, you know, you usually have, we'll, we'll have Jill there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish there was like a, maybe a similar system with Torkoal to where I can maybe command Jill to some extent get her to do I something? Think, I think she does to an extent. Like, based on what abilities you use, she'll use a similar um, move kind of around what button you press. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. I'll have to look I'm not 100% that. I'm sure. Because I know Torgal does that. And especially um, if you have that accessibility ring on, whatever, like, say you're hitting your triangle, he's going to use sick. If you hit your square, I think he'll use Ravage or whatever like that. Oh, okay. But that one would be like instantaneous versus like kind of in between. It just would have been cool because most of Jill's moveset from what I can see is like range stuff. Yeah. Obviously like spells. Yeah. But it would have been cool to be like, all right, use this area of effect move Mm -hmm. or use this more close up range move. Yeah. You know, I just, I think that would have been cool, but no real complaint there. Like it's, it's fine. Like I'm fine with it, but it just would have been, would have been cool. Would have been cool to have some type of like access to that. I agree with that. But the parties, your party members are actually pretty strong. Like Jill, she can fuck some shit up. I guess I just have to obviously not as fast as you, but like, yeah, I'll be like fighting like one of the bigger like bosses, sub bosses or whatever. And there would be like a couple dudes on the side that I haven't even touched. And she just fucked him up. And yeah, there's like, dead. Hey, don't worry. I yeah. This. Between her and fucking Torgal, they just fuck shit up. Hmm. And by the way, that she's not the only party member you'll have oh, in the game. Yeah. There's like a bunch. Yeah. Sorry if I made it seem like she's the only, yeah. but a lot of the time she will be there. Yeah. But as far as combat, um, is there anything else you wanted to hit on? Um, I could say that I think there's three slots that you have. Um, say if you press left on your D-pad, you can change this between your items and Torgal mm-hmm. between what you want to use. And you do have a section where you can use like um, a specific type of potion other than just like a health potion. You can hotkey. Yeah. Yeah, you can hotkey yeah, hot You get like defense potions. You get like attack potions mm-hmm. and shit like that, which I think is cool, but I just never use those. I always forget about them. Yeah. We'll we'll <laughs> go. I, I hit on that in a certain future section. It's like when you were playing Tears of the Kingdom and you forget you had Ascend for like oh, 50 hours. Yes. <laughs> it's weird how... I, mean, I don't want to go into this for too long. Yeah. But it's weird how when you're doing like the dungeons and Tears of the Kingdom, it really takes a while to wrap your head around what all you can do. Yeah. And like 50 hours in, you're like... Not even really thinking about it. You're like, okay, I can send to this, do that. Yeah. Okay. This is easy. But early on, but you're, early you're, on you're you don't like, even think about it. How do I fucking do... Maybe <laughs> I build this? And it's like the most simple fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it's usually yeah. something really basic. Um, But if that's all you had to say about combat... I think so. Um, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Hit the. Did you want to go over the design, audio, and visual elements? Um. Yeah, because I'm going into my next thing is like the the things I really like, things I didn't like. So all, I'd, I'd rather end with that. All I have to say is the music is fucking great. The music is good, and I feel like again, very limited with my Final Fantasy knowledge here. I've mainly played more of pretty much 2000 and up, you know, like mm. 10 and up. Yeah. That's kind of where I started. It seems like there's a little bit of everything here from yeah. Final Fantasy. Like, I hear a lot of the acoustics from Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. I hear so many times, I hear like the OG Final OG Fantasy. remixes. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that all the time. But yeah, you get a lot of like everything. Mm-hmm. There's some like Final Fantasy ten vibey stuff, twelve vibey stuff, seven yeah. vibey stuff. They like hit on everything. But I like like the renditions of the ones that uh I guess they're like orchestra orchestrated ones. Um but it's kinda like like God of War vibe. Mm-hmm. Like godly, like deity yeah. type shit. Yeah. Like heavy uh Deep voices and shit like that. Which is definitely... But with the OG vibe. The vibe it's of cool. this game, yeah. Yeah. Because there's just some God-tier exactly. shit that goes on. Yeah. You know? um, that as well as... I mean, this is probably... Just the sounds in general in the game are really, yeah. sounds really good. Sounds are good. And I hit this in things I really enjoy. We can go ahead and say this now since this is like a audio spot for you. But the voice acting. The voice acting is top tier. Like we said, Sid, whoever that voice actor is, which I know we've heard him before because that voice sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, Even Clive's voice. I'm like, I know I've heard this from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like all of the Watch it be fucking, uh, what's his name from (laughs) Uh, fucking Ganon? What's his name? Oh, Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. Watch it be fucking Matt Mercer. Well, honestly, I know I know it's not this guy, so don't uh, rag on me about this. But at times, it sounds like Henry Cavill's Geralt. Yeah. Like the voice that he does for Geralt. You're but saying like, Clive? Clive does. Yeah. Clive. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. like, I know this isn't Henry Cavill. Right. But like, it sounds like that voice at times. But Henry yes. Cavill edition. Fuck. <laughs> the, uh, the voice acting is phenomenal in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, easily one of the best voice acted video games, I'd say. Yeah, and it's just really well done. Oh, there's it's a couple the cinematography too. Really? Oh yeah, like that's oh you yeah. Know, let's go ahead and you know put that on a pedestal. Like that's really well done. In Between this game. that, the graphics alone. I'm playing this in um, graphics mode. I guess is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like quality mode. quality mode. Yeah, yeah. versus like performance. performance. Yeah, and I haven't had any issues. The game looks fucking insane, especially fucking when you're hitting those cutscenes. Yeah, the game it's is so good. All right, so it's definitely a, I guess it's current gen, but whenever whenever I refer to like the new consoles, I always say next gen. Yeah. So this is like a current next gen game for sure. Yeah. Um, not obviously not the prettiest game we've ever seen, but it's a good looking game. Yeah, it's not yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, it's not level, Ragnarok. Yeah, but for a Final Fantasy game, yeah, this is like top tier. Yeah, so I just always have to like when someone's like, "Oh man, this game looks so good," but it's like not the best I've ever seen. Well, on, like the same I will console, say though, I always have to like, you know, like Final Fan. I'm 
Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok is like, oh my gosh, this is like... Like the best ever. One of the best things I've ever yeah. seen. I will say, the though, console. the icon fights do kind of... They're comparable to Ragnarok because they put a lot of work into those. Yeah. Well, especially... Well, not the fights, but the CGI. Yeah, the uh, cutscenes. The cutscenes. Which are pretty seamless, but in yeah. the cutscenes, you can tell, like, all right, there's a little more going on here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, I don't want what I just said to, like, take away from the game because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's just, it's not, you know, I'm just going to be honest, it's not the best I've seen. It's on JRPG, the you know? Yeah. But it's, it's that style. But it's very good. So they're not going for like super hyper realism here. Yeah, they're going for JRPG, Final Fantasy. Yeah, realistic. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. But. Yeah. No, it's 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 a really good looking game. Um. So yeah, let let's just get into it. So things I really enjoyed. What did you have a section on this? I didn't, but I'll I'll follow along. Okay. Um. So we talked about it a, a good amount, but side quests. Really enjoy the side quests. Mm-hmm. There aren't many, in my opinion. They're, they're just, far just, and few between. Yeah, I didn't think there was many. It's Let me just go ahead and read this. So there aren't many, and many <laughs> of them can be done very quickly. Because what I was going to say, I think right. I pretty much had in here anyways. So there aren't many, and many of them can be done very quickly. Like within a minute or two. Because yeah. it's like, hey, they're I, very... I bake these apples. Give these apples to... The curse breakers. They remind me of like an MMO. <laughs> it's like go here, fetch this, bring it back. It's, it's fetch it. quests. There, there are some that are definitely fetch quests. Um. So yeah, m- many of them can be done very quickly, but I like that they fill in lore gaps and exactly. answer questions. And that's where the that's the sweet spot. Yes. So this is uh, side quests. Full thing. <laughs> um. Make sure you do all the side quests. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into why you need to do all of them. Um, So they fill in lore gaps and answer questions you may have. So, for example, and we've already um, discussed this, but for example, after finishing one side quest, some dialogue was shared with Clive about Jill and how she came to live with the Rossfields. Mm -hmm. Because, again, we're like, early on, you're like, oh, this is Clive's sister. And then you realize it's not his sister, but you're still like, why is Jill here? Yeah. so some information is give given to why she lives with the Rossfields. I also like that some side quests have some huge perks, like allowing you to ride chocobos. Hopefully yeah. that's not a spoiler. Yeah, Minor it's not spoiler. a spoiler. So, but if you miss that quest, then you won't be able to ride them. Another one is, um, which you will probably get to later on, but there's a side quest that allows you to have a permanent potion buff. Like, it increases, like, the oh, potency oh, oh, oh. of potions. Okay. But, like, that comes from a side quest. The Chocobos, that comes from a side quest. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, if you just weren't a side quest kind of person, you were just doing the main quest, do you're you gonna just miss, a miss lot. out on these? Yeah. Because these are, like, big parts you're of the You're missing out on experience. You're missing out on ability points. You're yeah. missing out on, you know, just items in general that you need to fucking... Enhance shit. I think there was one side quest where you got a fucking sword that was better than the one you were ha- you had yeah. at that time. So it's nice to play a game where side quests feel important. Yeah. So and they're easy. So just do they're them. They're very easy. Easy. Fill in lore. Yeah. You get good shit. They're worth it. Get good shit. Like I said, um, they're 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 super easy. Some of them are very short, but again, like they all like add to the game. Like we were talking about the brutality of the society. Like that is. 
shown yeah. through a lot of the side quests. Mm-hmm. And if you skip that, like you would be missing out on a big chunk of the game. Like these things later on that you experience in the game wouldn't hit as hard if you didn't exactly. do those side quests. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So like the side quests are they're fucking good and they're important. So I really like that about the game. Um, I guess this answers one of your previous questions again. The linearity. <laughs> what do we call it? <laughs> How linear the game is. I enjoy that this game isn't overwhelming with areas to explore and things to do. Not that there isn't much, but in comparison to 15, for example, there's not as much, but in a good, balanced way. It's yeah. not overwhelming. It's a very... If anyone is on the fence about wanting to get into Final Fantasy, this is the one to start with. I'd say, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a very easy game to, like, get into the franchise with. Yeah, because this game is not overwhelming at all. No, not at all. They start you out very cut and dry. It's weird to say it, but, like, to me, just how, like, what's the opposite of under, like, well, I don't know if I'd say it's underwhelming. But how not overwhelming it is. I feel like it's kind of like a relaxing game to play. <laughs> it's a cozy game. Yeah, it's like a cozy <laughs> game. But it's weird to say because like you do have some intense fights. So that doesn't really sound like a relaxing game. But it's just so easy to well, play. It it progresses into intensity, I'd say. Because it starts very pretty, like simplistic. Yeah. You know, you're starting, you're learning your combat. You're getting into some cutscenes. You're learning the story. You learn some new abilities. You're getting more into combat. Mm-hmm. You know, you're learning more lore. And it just keeps progressing the more you yeah, go. That is true. I kind of pooped on the pacing a little bit. But now that I reflect, it does have really good pacing. Yeah. There are some things that I probably still do wish were thrown at me earlier. I agree. But, I agree. like, it does kind of, like, like breadcrumb you. Like a trail, Literally. you know, it's like, all right, you're done with that. All right, progress a little bit more. Here's this, here's mm-hmm. that. You know, it's it's pretty good pacing. Um, so, yeah, I like how linear this game is. And I don't know if that's, it's probably not, but, you know, coming off of Zelda, it's definitely nice to play a linear game. Um, being the age that we are with how busy we are as adults, it's nice to play a linear game. Yeah. So I just, all that to say, it's, I, I enjoy how linear this game is. Honestly, in my opinion, like... I can't wait for, like, the next cutscenes. A lot of people shit on them. Like, oh, fuck all these cutscenes. The cutscenes in this game are so epic. Yes, yes. I'm like, damn, I A lot of people have just just gotten, like, so far away from, like, what gaming is. Yeah. You know? I thought it was to have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just just have fun with the game. Just please take the game for what it is. No matter what the title is, just take the game for what it is. Um, we, you know, we talked on this already, but the voice acting, very good. The voice acting is really great in this game. Clive and Sid really steal the show. Yeah. I mean, even Jill. I mean, everyone, but those three, like, they just do spot on job. And it's also very good chemistry between them. Yes. Very good. Especially Sid. Mm -hmm. Sid talking with anyone is good. I know. It really is. Um, I would actually like to... I'd probably just look it up on YouTube. Some interviews with that dude or something? Well, I mean, well, now that too. But <laughs> um, Japanese-English comparisons. Like, what does this Japanese voice actor I wonder for if, Sid I wonder sound if like? Jeff plays it in Japanese. I'm willing to bet money he does. Yeah. But, you know, when tisk, it comes to tisk. Final Fantasy, um, I don't blame him. But when it comes to this game, Sid especially, you 
you probably missing out. Like, oh, yeah. you know, some Japanese voice actors are like best in the business. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. You know, with like some of the animes, when you like yeah. compare, you're like, holy shit. They're really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to this game, uh, they, they've got to be missing out. He's got to be missing out. Not hearing the English voice actor for yeah. Um, The hunts. The hunts. I really enjoyed like the bounty hunts. Yeah. Well, I've only bounty done two so far, but they have been good. I like a good challenging fight. I want to say I've done, it's either six or seven that I've had the option to do. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, I do, I enjoy doing the hunts in between quests. It gives you, it gives me like a fun challenge because these mm-hmm. are pretty much like boss fights. Yeah. And some of these can be more challenging. Um, their difficulty is ranked mm-hmm. from like D being probably the easier ones on up to yeah. S. I don't know if there's like. SS, triple S, you know, mm. anything like that. But I want to say it's like, D- have you run B- into an S? S. I've done, I, I've done an S. Oh, wow. I want to, yeah, I want to say I've only I've had up S. to the B. So it wasn't any harder. I think they're attack. They're just stronger. Yeah. It's not that he's like harder to fight, but when he does hit you, it like packs more of a punch. Gotcha. Um, but yes, no, I like that. They added that to the game. Which isn't anything new. We've seen that in Final Fantasy oh, games yeah. before. But it's just more diversity. It's just more things to do within this world. Um, Again, we, we spoke on this with like combat, but the fluidity of combat. Combat can be really fast-paced and fun. Mastering the switch between icons mid-combo is satisfying. Some enemies are sponges, but that just allows for more strategy with staggering them. And again, yeah. stuff that I've already said... Um, but as far as more like miscellaneous things that we didn't hit prior, I think that's about all that I had listed anyways. Cool. Of things that like I really enjoyed that I thought were like, you know, I need to make a note on this. So that gets us into things that I didn't like so much. Well, I'll start off being very minor things. Yeah. Very minor. But yeah, I'll start off with this one major one. Oh, major. You hate this about this fucking map. Switching to that map in the menu and it just loading for like five seconds pisses me off so much. It's like I'm trying uh, to save, click over. I'm like, I feel like the most recent times because when you brought that up, I was like, you know, yeah, yeah, that is kind of annoying. But the most recent times, it just hasn't really given me an issue. Oh. I guess uh, my PS5 is just more powerful than yours. I guess, I guess you got I the old shit <laughs> God of War model. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, it yeah, it's again. Very Not minor. an actual issue, yeah. but it is kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, when, you know. Just navigating like through the menu and it's like fast through all the tabs until yeah. you hit the map and you can't hit it again. It is kind of annoying. Society now, just how spoiled we are in Literally. 2023. Any yeah. minor inconvenience is going to fucking set us off. <laughs> yeah, I'm returning the game. <laughs> I waited three fucking seconds for that map to load. Just uh, so I can get to the system menu to save. Waited two years for this fucking game. <laughs> we waited. Oh, it's been a while. 2016? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think seven years. So, yeah, pretty much just as long as it. we've waited for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, the first thing on my things I didn't like so much, very minor, but the crafting. Yeah. So, pretty... 
pretty basic. Very basic. Um, there's a lot to be desired. So very easy. I mean, no doubt. It's very easy to understand and grasp, but I find it to be too basic. I don't feel an incentive to collect material or anything since there's not too much to craft. And with that being said, buying weapons and armor is pretty much useless because the best stuff, although limited, can be crafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would have liked to see more gear and more customization there. Yeah. Literally, the only thing I spend my money on is potions. No Final music. Fantasy <laughs> games are partially known for the plethora of items in-game, and the game seems to be lacking in that department. I would say so. Yeah. That is a little gripe of mine, although it's, it's, it's very minor. not a big deal. It's very minor, but... Even the, um, like you had mentioned, like the, the buff potions that make your like defense higher mm-hmm. or you do more damage. I haven't even used them once. Yeah. Not once. I literally buy potions and high potions. I accidentally spammed them when I was trying to get Torgo to do something. But other than that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess I can go into that one next. <laughs> I had something before that. But D-pad and potions. That's what I labeled this as. Yeah. So... I was going to say that I always waste so many potions thinking I have Torgal equipped and I dislike the setup, but I'm starting to get used to it now. And honestly, this can be fixed by just not letting potions deplete when your health is fucking full. True. Also, literally could have been fixed. What does does L2 do in-game? Does it do something? L2... It does. What does it do? I don't know. I can't remember. I was going to say, maybe the map... Oh, oh, L2 switches between icons. Oh, duh. Yeah, okay. It took me a second. I was like, wait, all right. What what does L2 do? What what am I doing when I hit L2? Yeah, you're going to say there there could probably be a better mapping of the buttons. Which, it's it's really not bad. But it's not bad, It's yeah. not bad at all. I don't know if just when I'm really getting into, like, the heat of it, if I'm just accidentally hitting it or something, mm. or if in between cutscenes it just, like, reverts over. Yeah. But I'll think I have Torgal equipped because you control Torgal with your up, right, and down on your D-pad, up to sick, right to heal, and um, down to, what's the other attack? Ravage. Ravage. And if you hit left... It will switch to your hot keyed um, different potions. potions. So you have like the normal potion for your health, high potion, and then whatever defaults to the bottom, or however you set it up. And if you keep hitting left, it will keep switching between Torgold potions, Torgold mm. potions. And in the midst of battle, you can get caught up in that and just yeah. spam your fucking potions. Yeah. And I'll think I'll have full health. I'll think I have Torgold equipped. So I'm hitting up a bunch to sick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just use three potions. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, fuck, I can only hold four. Um, yeah, I, I, I know. I just use three of them, which Isn't is also dumb? another thing. Like, yeah. why can you only hold four? Yeah, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. But, it's um, like you run into a potion when you you have full potion. You're like, your potion, this potion was used because you already have max inventory. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what their, like, decision-making process Maybe just was to make there. it a little more challenging. A little more challenging. limit you. But. I could see that. It's just... I don't know. Like, if I want to make it challenging, I'll just fucking not use potions. So Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm... Because, again, I don't use any of the potions for, like, damage buffs or defense. Yeah. So I feel like I'm already almost playing, like, as mm-hmm. hard as I can. I'm also <laughs> just a fucking item hoarder. 
So <laughs> when I play fucking RPGs, I usually just have a shit ton of stuff in my inventory. Oh, dude. For no I, reason. Like, I haven't sold anything because I'm just like, what if I can use this later? Wait, even like kill bugs? And oh, sorry, shit? sorry. Well, the valuables. Valuables oh, okay, I will okay. sell. Yeah. But like, that, I don't that's sell all I've sold too. Any of like. Even my like, old swords and old shit. Old swords, yeah. yeah I still like, have all of that. What if there's just like a rare weapon? Yeah. I needed this to be able to craft this. You're going to smelt the Game of Thrones fucking throne. <laughs> and also, I mean, there's no need. Again, like with what I said, there's no need to sell it because I have so much money just because I'm only buying potions. Like it doesn't cost me anything to craft other than just the material I need to use to craft it. You got to buy some tunes, man. Well, like it does give you the option to buy tunes for when you're in the hideout. You can play like background music, um, just music. What I'm guessing is throughout all the Final Fantasy games or just a lot of the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. But I haven't even bought any of those because they don't even give fucking, you a, they're weirdly expensive as shit. Yeah, it's like forty thousand gil 40, for a 000. song that you can't even preview. Like hell no. Keep that yeah. shit. I just bitch. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> need it. I guess it's just I don't Lowly know. Lowly merchant trying to scam my ass. Fucking Karen. Her name's literally Karen. What a fucking Karen. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know if it's maybe it's like an achievement or something. Not an achievement, but like a trophy or something. Mm-hmm. That if you buy all the songs, yeah. you unlock this. Like I want the music, but maybe I just don't want to. If I come across something later that's going to be expensive, I want to have yeah. money for it. Yeah. Versus spending it on fucking one song. See, I just wish there was just more, just just better things in game that I could incentivize me to spend my money on this. Yeah. I just there's there's no point. I can just craft all the best stuff. Um, but yeah, now all that to say, uh, well, going back to the crafting, um, I just wish that was a little better. I did too. But yeah, the D-pad and potions thing just could have been completely fixed if you just didn't make potions deplete if my health is already full. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand like, uh, I mean, well, I guess even if you're um, using like a buff potion, I'm sure it doesn't stack. So if, if you have Probably one already not. in use and it's within like the little time, like if I use it again, you know, I, I, I guess I could see that if someone wanted to like reset the timer, but still like it should yeah. just be able to use it once within the 30 seconds or a minute, however long it lasts. And then when that's done, then you can use it again. Right. Then let it deplete. So again, very minor, but it's a complaint. It's a complaint of mine. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And was it this the last one? Yeah, this is literally the last one. And this may just be me. But the skill tree. You don't like the skill tree? Like, I think it's fine. I'm just... So many older Final Fantasies have done it so much better. Like, like this, this skill tree is literally just for combat. Yeah. Like, all right, so let me just read what I have here, and then you can tell me your thoughts. So the skill tree is passable, but it's still lacking in my opinion. It's all focused on attacks I can learn or upgrade, which I like. I like that. Um, So I like that. I actually wrote that. (laughs) I like that. I can upgrade abilities, but let me get skills for Torgal. Let me get optional yeah. skills for increasing stats or something like that, which other Final Fantasies have done. I agree. You know, I don't like that everything I can increase is just for, like, this attack, or mm-hmm. I can upgrade this, or I can master this. 
So it's not bad. I just have seen other Final Fantasies do it a lot better. No, I completely so that, that's agree. Just a, that's that. just a gripe. Although, yeah. yeah, like I like the skill tree. Yeah, I like it, but it could definitely be better. Yes, like Final Fantasy X's skill tree was massive. Massive. Even 12's. twelve was really big too. Yeah, but I, I do like a game to where I can level individual stats. I can build my character how I want it. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, like. When you go into the menus, you see how powerful Torkoal is and how much damage. I know. Like, why even show me that? Let me. I know. Let me mess with that in my skill tree. Yeah. Like, you know, you're showing me that for no fucking let reason. Let me decide that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I seen that and I was like, okay, can I level him up? Like, I was, I was looking yeah. for it. I was like, okay, no. there's, is there a hidden menu? Like, it's what the fuck's happening? Probably based on story progression. Yeah. I, I guarantee it yeah. is. And I don't know if it has anything to do with like how much you interact with them. But I always uh, interact I, with them I, when I, I can. Pattern. I'm like, in case it's Here, based boy. on this, <laughs> eat this. <laughs> You're full. Keep eating, bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, all three minor gripes. But yeah, that skill tree is just. I also hate how. I wish there was more. Yeah, I also hate how insignificant the gear is. Like. The gear I have now, I think I have a piece that has like plus 12 HP. Oh, it's yeah. It's literally 12 HP. I've got you got like 1,500 HP. Yeah. What the fuck Honestly, is that going to do? you have more than that. I yeah, I probably do. Yeah, I probably do. Like over 2,000. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? 12. What is, how did, that's literally not going to help at all. Thank God I would still be alive if that level three enemy attacked I me know. with the extra 12 I don't HP even, I, don't, I have. I don't even think that would happen. It probably it would. It would kill you. <laughs> yeah. No, that is very true. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's like, what were they thinking? I don't know. What I the think fuck? they may, might have meant like 12%, Dude, give but it's me, literally give me a 12. Percent. At least have it yeah. like stack or you, something. You would think it would be or percent. Not stack, but what's the word I'm looking for? Multiply? Um, is the term I'm thinking of stack? What do you mean? Like Describe if you have twelve percent, that way when you level up, it's still increasing because like your HP is increasing because that percentage is the same. I I don't know. It'll it'll probably come to me. Later. I don't know. But yeah, no. Like what were they? That was a really weird decision. And yeah. there's just it may have been supposed to have been programmed as percent. But instead, it's like individually twelve scale. That's the term I was oh, looking scale, for. Yeah, yeah. So if it's a percent, it could still scale with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simple words, my brain. <laughs> yeah, I just found that very odd. Like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, just don't even give me HP at that point. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it could be a coding error. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Just with that whole like the menu's good, but just it just feels useless. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the best part of that, the whole crafting, the gear, all that, is just when you get a new sword, I like to see a new aesthetic on my back. Yeah. That's literally it. I'm like, whoa, what does this sword look like? Like, even when you get, like, a a crest or something from a person, like, you can't even see it. I know. It's like, hey, they will respect you. They'll know this is from me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you have the... You have the flying penis. You have the the diamond dog. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a Metal Gear Solid reference. Um, that's not one of them, but it's like, oh, here, c- come in. Come yeah, in. I was like looking at my character. I was like, where is it? 
I know. Even oh, like fucking the there. things, the amulets, the rings you wear. I know they're just rings, but like I wish it was a scarf or something or and that shit, not knee pads or boots. Yeah. You know, have something aesthetically change when but, I equip it, not yeah. just a sword. That shit I look forward to in an RPG, and they yeah. didn't do anything Which, with it. Which, to be fair, Final Fantasy has never done that. Yeah, you know. In all the Final Fantasy games, like maybe other than the weapons, yeah, like when you have new armor on, it's still the same default. So, like, I guess I can't complain, but like, yeah, at what fucking Final Fantasy are we going to be able to fucking like <laughs> customize our attire? Seriously, like, what the hell? Online, <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. Um, have you played 14? <laughs> no, I have not played 14, I don't have the time for 14. Um, but that's all I have on Final Fantasy 16. Is there anything you wanted to wrap up with? Um, oh yeah, you got. Uh, did you want to talk about the replayability of Rayquaza? Um, I could just say yeah. Final Fantasy offers substantial. Final Fantasy 16 offers substantial replayability with side quests, post game content. Apparently, I don't know this, but apparently it's got post game content, which we'll find out oh, at some point. Oh well, that is cool to know, and I'm sure in the future, yeah, we'll get DLC. Yeah, know? hopefully. Most Final Fantasies do. Um, and New Game Plus. Uh, completing the story alone takes approximately 35 hours with the inclusion of side quests and post-game content extending the playtime to 70 to 80 hours. Players seeking a greater challenge can opt for New Game Plus, which adjusts difficulty and enemy behavior. Mm. The game is priced at $69.99 for the standard edition and $89 for the deluxe edition, USD of course, with uh, digital and physical options available. Considering the exceptional quality presented in gameplay, storytelling, and audiovisual elements, the price point is reasonable for fans of Final Fantasy and those who appreciate a well-crafted gaming experience, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously this is no full review. I'm looking forward to that. But with our first impression, if we're able to give some type of prior pre-review simply by saying, is it worth the $70 or not? Easily worth the 70 bucks. Yeah. This is a fun game. Um, I would easily pay that over and over again for this amount of content. Yeah. I um, would say within the first hour, I was blown away. Yes. I was like, this is going to be epic. Yes. This game sinks its Garuda claws into you. Yeah. Very early. 100%. <laughs> um, you smite Baramu. And in conclusion... You have a conclusion. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of wrapped it up in the other one, so. Oh, okay. You don't have to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this game's a lot of fun, and hopefully um, we'll have time to put more hours into it so we can finish it, get a full review out to you, and we can experience this post-game content so we can talk about that a little yeah. bit. I'm just so excited to talk about the fucking story, dude. It's so yes. good. Um, I'm hoping that if you listen to this, that you will still enjoy a full review because we're going to be saying a lot of the same stuff. Probably not, you know, um, sticking on not next combat, week or anything, you know, just as long because we've mentioned combat enough here. Mm-hmm. We'll probably just glance over it again, but we'll definitely be going more into the characters, more oh, yeah. deeper into the story. Um, but yes, I'm really excited about that. And um, I'm ready to play some more. This game is fun. 100%. Buy it. Full price buy. Yeah. Buy the Deluxe Edition. Get the soundtrack or whatever the fuck it comes with. I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You Actually, can if you want. I got the game that. for 35 bucks because I had yeah. $35 yeah. and 
Seriously. I mean, you won. You win. Stuff at GameStop, yeah. That is Coupons. Greatest deal of the year for the amount of content how yeah. good this game is. That's Hell true. yeah. You seriously won. Dude, 2023, the year of Robert. You win, dude. It is the year of Robert. It is. Actually. It absolutely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was Final Fantasy 16. Thank you for uh listening. Um, rate, thumbs up, whatever, subscribe, you know, you know the deal. Yeah. Yeah. This was episode 38. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. Peace. I want a hot dog real bad. You don't like hot dogs. You're right. I was going to say, like I could actually go for a hot dog, but you don't like them. Oh, no, dude. That's so gross. Glizzy Gobbler. This is coming from the guy who's like, give me a fucking IPA. I love a good IPA. An IPA. Just doesn't really make sense. Um, fuck the glizzy. Give me the voodoo ranger. That's God. <laughs> <laughs>